This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. All righty, all righty. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler back in the saddle. Segment number two, baby, of today's show, as we always do on a Thursday, man, we like to hit the phone lines. Y'all hear the theme music, you hear the big horns playing, because that means the big stuff is here. The one and only Mr. Brian Batco of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. How we living over there, Mr. Big Stuff? Oh, living the dream, folks. Uh, another jazzy introduction for me. I like to hear that. And, uh, yeah, happy to be back in the Berg after, like, uh, pretty long weekend for me in, in Green Bay up there in Wisconsin, but it was a fun time. Uh, uh, yeah, such a long weekend for you two, having fun up in Green Bay. I mean, all that fun, you know? <laughs> it's harder having fun now at our age, fellas. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had a, a Saturday night away from the wife and kid in, uh, in, in one of the beer capitals of the world, so uh, I certainly had a good time, Mr. Yoler. Hey, there we go. But look, man, we got big time stuff we got to talk about. All right. I would love to sit here and we could just catch up. but We'll be up here for like 30 hundred hours. All right. I need to know. I'm panicking over here. What's up with Cam Sutton and Kevin and, and, and Kevin Dotson? What are we looking like right now, man? Tobacco, uh, I guess kind of same church, different pew. Uh, how are we feeling about some of these guys on the offensive line? Trey Turner's availability for Sunday. Obviously, I'm sure his practice participation today will be a big indicator there. Any uh, new word or movement around Zach Banner's status? What are you hearing about those two guys? Here's what I think is a good sign on, on Banner. I mean, he's, he's slated to talk to us in the media today. Ooh. I don't know that they would uh, trot him out there if, if it was Back from 
IR. And yeah, we will wait and see on both Trey Turner illness. Sometimes that can just be a very short-term thing. That's why he was limited yesterday. And and Kevin Dotson, I neglected to to address that in Moses' questions. So my apologies, but uh, I'm not uh, I'm not sure what's going to go on here with Dotson and that hip flexor, as Mike Tomlin put it. These hips and these growing. Ah. These hips they don't and lie. these groans. What is going Old on, muscles, man? Right? You know, that's difficult. Sheesh. Uh, hey, here's a, kind of a good thing, though. I mean, assuming Banner is back at full health, you know, BJ Finney has played in a couple games now to this point. You, you do have some options on the interior, and Chuck Shapiro is, is back ready to go. So all of a sudden, this, this Banner is good to, good to roll. You actually have a bit of a log jam at, at tackle. I, I don't know that Joe Hag. He's versatile enough when they signed him to play guard. He really hasn't done much, if any, of that since he got here, to my knowledge. But he's been around the block, so perhaps he could get up to speed quickly if need be because now all of a sudden you might have four tackles healthy who have either started games for you this year or have done it in the past and and were brought back to do it again in Banner's case. Well, and if that is the case, how would you decide that division of labor at that uh, right tackle position? Pittsburgh Post-Gazette with us here on the Steelers Blitz. Mr. Backo, percentage-wise, all right, what chance do you think there is that we see Benjamin Roethlisberger, number seven, old number seven future Hall of Famer Benjamin Roethlisberger, play all 17 games this season, start, I should say, all 17 games for the Pittsburgh Steelers? I mean, it, 
last year, over the course of Ben's career, there's been a lot of, you know, quote-unquote minor injuries that have kept him out of game here and there. Now that he's older and has worse protection in front of him, I, I got to think there's a, a fairly high probability of, of that happening, uh, even if it's not a, a long-term absence, but at least a game, uh, a game here or a game there. Anarchy! I know. Anarchy! Particularly spicy take was a week ago. Wow! Yeah, and well, good day. Good morning to you. All right. Jeez, I like it when you come through like that, Mr. Backcourt. Sheesh. That's why we call him Mr. Brian Backcourt of Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. He ain't your mama's friend. He's offering, all right? Wow. Okay. Keeping it really real with you guys. I like that. I like when you get real with this, man. I like that. Uh, well, I did have a couple of other injury updates or questions for you before we had a non-injury related question. Sorry, sorry, sorry. But but I couldn't help myself. But, you know, uh... Anthony McFarlane, he's been designated also as a guy that's coming back. Man, um, do you hear anything about the status of him, um, his practice? Was he available full practice yesterday? Well, they don't have to put him on the injury report, so I guess I'm technically not allowed to say you know, what I saw him do or, ah. or not do. But, I, you know, I, I think you can safely assume that he might be on a little bit of the banner track here. You know, banner okay. got, uh, you know, he got to practice a week earlier. Now we're, we're speculating here that he's going to be available uh, this week. So that would be kind of one week to ease back into it before being activated, if that is indeed what happens with Zach. So I think it could be the same same kind of deal for McFarland. I, I don't know. I don't get the sense that they're sort of in in, an, in a rush to get him back. Like, I know the running game has, has not been great, but, you know, I think Najee is, is far from this team's uh, you know, biggest problem. So I guess it would be nice to have him for a change of pace, but uh, you, you might even see them use that full 21-day window to, to kind of see and engage where he's at because obviously the type of player he is at the running back position still predicated on speed and, and first. We, we were seeing some good things out of him in that regard in camp. Um, so you want him to be back fully healthy before you, you add him into the backfield mix and uh, you'd also have to make a decision on, on somebody else who's going to come off the roster. That's what people always seem to forget. It's always, yeah, let's get Banner back. Let's get McFarland back. But something else has to get there. Somebody's mm-hmm. got to go uh, when you make that IR move. Yeah, you're absolutely right, 100%, man. And I guess the last big-name guy that was on IR that or that currently still is on IR is Stefan Tuitt. Have you heard any type of rumblings, updates with him and his situation? No, no. All quiet. I, I don't know that that's uh probably not a good thing you know banner and mcfarland came back sooner that puts him you know just by by order of uh you know logic the, the net you know the latest guy to to return from that initial list i think that's what we all expected from the get-go especially when uh you know when gary dulak reported that he had surgery just before the season opener that's that's never what you want to hear and it just further reinforces that it's uh it's a long-term deal for Tuit, and I, I think it, it's just a bonus if he comes back at any point this season. Uh, I think that's hardly a slam dunk. Mr. Backo, I guess uh, 
along the injury lines, how important is Teddy Bridgewater's status towards Sunday? That feels like it could be a a real swing in this game. Uh, Moats and I here, we are we are believers in Teddy Two Gloves. Teddy all right? Two Gloves. We often refer to him as a professional quarterback, um, a guy that we believe can win games in the NFL. I don't know if I feel the same way about Drew Locke. How, uh, how much does it feel hangs in the balance uh, as it relates to Sunday uh, with Teddy Bridgewater's status? Yeah, I think a lot, and not necessarily because I'm as big of a Teddy fan as, as you two, but you hit the nail on the head there just with the – but I think the gap would be between him and, and Locke. And we talked to Vic Fangio yesterday. He was uh, courteous enough to, uh, to take a few questions from the local Pittsburgh media here. And you know, he was asked about uh, how he feels about that position, if it is indeed Locke who has to go. And, and he said all the right things, of course, that it was a really tight battle between those two in camp and the Bridgewater just edged him out in the end. But, I mean, come on, we, we can all kind of see – from the outside what the deal is here. I mean, Locke was the guy who had experience in the system and had been around, and yet uh, they wanted to make a change. They wanted to bring in uh, a professional, as, as you guys put it, from the outside. So that is uh, that is not a great sign for the future of, of the former second-round pick quarterback there in, in Denver. And I happen to think if, if there is a setback for Bridgewater, he seems to be trending in the right direction, which could be the wrong direction for the Steelers. Uh, I think if Locke had to play, uh, the, the Broncos would be at a major disadvantage coming on the road against the defense that is struggling, but uh, it has some players who can make splash for you and, and have a defensive coaching staff who know how to beat up on overmatched quarterbacks for the most part. All right, all right. I like that. I like that. Now, I did have one other question before we get to the main reason oh, why we have to talk to you. Right? Okay. Before we get there, before we get there, Arthur Mylett, I mean, has he – Locked down this slot corner role. I haven't seen a lot of Trey Norwood since, but Arthur Mallette has been making some plays out here, man. What, 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 what are you seeing on your end? I don't know that he's locked it down, but I think his performance, not just Sunday in Green Bay, but even you know when we saw him the week before against the Bengals, I think he's pretty clearly uh, at the top of that depth chart right now, and, and rightfully so. I mean, he's the closest thing this team has to Mike Hilton. Uh, you were never going to get a one-for-one switch with one of the best slot corners in football. But Millette's um, similar in size, similar in, in physicality, whereas you know, Norwood and, and Antoine Brooks, if he would have gotten the job uh, before being waived, and, uh, and certainly Cam Sutton when he moves inside are different sort of players. Millette's um, given them a little bit of a, an approximation uh, to mighty Mike Hilton. So uh, he's doing a good job right now. I, I don't think that all of a sudden that job is solidified or anything like that. Uh, how could it be when you're – you're losing in the process, but right now he is, uh, I think, vaulted above Norwood and, and also even James Pierre uh, for bumping Sutton inside. So I uh, kind of like what I'm seeing from Arthur Millett. Uh, and how could you not like an Arthur M playing for the black and gold? That, that's all I'm saying. He's my new favorite. I'm just throwing it out there. Right? He's my new favorite. <laughs> but now, without further ado, Mr. Brian Backcourt of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, you know what we need from you, baby. We need them score predictions, all right? It's time, and, and, and if you want, you can even give two, depending on which quarterback is there. We're, we're nice like well, that. I, That's the hospitality we like to roll out for you. I'm not going to take that cop out. Okay, uh, okay, okay. Here. I'll just give one. Um, I guess I finally got one right last week, although I think I had the – I think I had the Steelers covering, which, yeah, that didn't happen. So, <laughs> um, so I guess I'm, I'm still going to just consider myself 0-4 because I hold myself to a higher standard 
it's a high standard. Winners and, losers and the standard in the is the standard. I mean, come on. We need we need spread picks to go the right way. So uh, I'm, I might surprise you guys with this one. But, uh, again, regardless of who's quarterback in the Broncos, I'm going Steelers 18, Denver 16. A slugfest on the North Shore. But this Ooh, offense, much behind offense, finding a way to do just enough to put a W on the board for the second time. Ooh. Let's go. I like it. He's gone way under on the over-under hey, there, too. I, shout I, out right there, man. I agree. I agree with you on that. I'm with you on that, Mr. Backo. By any means. The defense has to get right. Hey, that's the truth, though, man. That is the truth. You ain't lying. So with that being said, though, Mr. Backo, man, we always appreciate you taking some time to hop on with us. Sound like we'll do this again next week, baby. Yep. Talk to you guys Thursday. See you. Later, buddy. I like it. Brian Backo with the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Hasn't changed his number since the seventh grade, and he does not do cap. Not in the least bit, baby. So shout out to him, man. But that was juicy. That was that was the info I needed to hear. That's what I, I was like looking that. for. I like that. Mr. Backo always comes in with that heat. Always comes in with the heat. Yeah, so we uh, you know, nice little segment with Mr. Backo there. Mozi, we got uh we've still got a few minutes here before we gotta take a break. Oh, so I guess we could talk then. All right. Uh, all right. Do you want to should we save should we get into some of these tweets and then we can uh, do yeah, start, three things? Yes. We can start fresh with three Absolutely. things in the, in the next segment. Let's see what these Tweety Tweety's talking about. I like that. I enjoy that. Let me get to the tweets here. Steeler Nation 920, who you met, I believe, up, in, Lam- up in Lambeau Field because he says uh, uh, the terrible tailgate was lit. Thanks for was, being a great. was a vibe. Thanks for being a great person, Motes, and hanging out with me. I love it. I love it. I had yeah, a little, man, shout out to you, man. I'm glad little, you pulled up, baby. Had a little FOMO on Sunday. All right? Had a little FOMO on Sunday, but don't worry. We'll be back. We'll be back at some point. Oh, yeah. Uh, Steeler Nation 920 wants to know, favorite thing eaten in Wisconsin? Man, what was the favorite thing I ate? All right, I had the cheese curds. They were cool. Of course. But for me, low-key, man, it was a barbecue spot we went to. Oh, man, it was called Doc's Smokehouse. It was actually in uh, Milwaukee. Okay. Yeah, because it was like, we flew into Milwaukee. It was like, yo, let's get something to eat right here. Man, they had this pulled pork daddy, yo. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Fire. It was so good. This is what I did afterwards. I went and bought me a T-shirt. You know you know how some stores, they had, like, the T-shirt. Oh, it's Doc's Smokehouse. It was so good to me. I said, I have to go buy a shirt so I can remember this moment. It hit like that, bro. And the bit was fire also. Mm-hmm. It was a great time, man. It was a great time. But the cheese curds, I liked them. I liked them. I, I'm not a big cheesy guy like that. Yeah. But they were fire, though. They were still good. What would our entry music be if you were a pro fighter? Oh, man. When the Levy Breaks by Led Zeppelin. <laughs> Honorable mention, Collard Greens by Schoolboy Q. Ooh, we went with the Collard Greens. I know. Okay, that's, okay, a, okay. that's a duality of man right there. I on like the, that, man. On the songs. Maybe Pro Fighter, I'd go with Collard Greens. Uh, if I was a professional baseball player, though, for a walk-up song, I think I'd go Led Zeppelin. How about that? All right, all right, all right. I never thought of a walk-up song. Man, it's got to be something Jay-Z. I would probably go run this town off the top of my head just because it got Jay-Z and Kanye. And then if I had to have an alternative because you gave alternatives, it would be Otis. Come on now. Dom Juan says he would have an uh, other fan's uh, problem with other fans purchasing terrible towels because he thinks that they like to disrespect the towel. Oh, I can understand that part. Now, that's true. I, I, I'm with you on that, Dom Juan. But I think there's also, you know, if you're... I don't know. If you're a football junkie yeah, from you just like enjoy 
if you're a football junkie from San Francisco and your whole life you wanted to go to a, a, a Niners-Steelers game in Pittsburgh and you just thought it would be cool to buy a terrible towel, take it back, have it in your man cave, I think there is a clear distinction there. Because you're right. We're not talking about you know, Ratbird fans buying the terrible towel right. so they can stomp at it at the tailgate. Because we know exactly what that is. We're talking yes. about football fans right, just who the purists. just like, appreciate a I'm piece not of degrade, NFL right. I'm not degrading this cheese head. I'm yeah. not throwing it, right. putting You're not bodily fluids or like, none of that. No, in fact, I enjoy having it. My son even enjoyed it. He was like, yo, oh, Dad, yeah. I've seen this. It's kind of cool. I'm like, yeah, man, get, get some exposure to other NFL teams so that way you can understand what makes us so special and so unique. Thrash tweets, Wes, if you need a winning football team, I can think of this awesome blue and white one in central Pennsylvania. Oh. Now, let's listen Ooh. here, Thrash. All right, let's have this Whoa. talk. Let's Whoa. have this talky talk. Yeah. I know you're just making jokes, all right? But is he really, though? Because I feel like that's personal because, you know, that's a, that's a double shot. That would be like me saying to Thrash right now, oh, Thrash, there's this, uh, you know, there's this team in Ohio right now that's 3-1. Uh, and one. Hmm. Uh, You know, they got Tiger Stripes. They go by oh. the name of the Bengals. Oh. Ah, well, you know, Thrash, there's this team in Arizona. They're 4-0. Oh. Huh. They they wear uh, red and white. Huh. No, that's not what we do, all right? Mm-mm. WVU could go 0-12 uh-huh. for 12 straight years. Talk about it. And I'm still in Morgantown on Saturdays in the blue lot. And they on track, too, man. We know that. Can't, can't take it out of my veins, baby. Let's go. One town, one team. All right, and you know what? That gets me. Now that I'm on a roll here. Uh-oh, here don't he is. Don't stop him. He's on a roll. Here he is. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Oh, Lord. Don't stop him. He's on a roll. Oh, Lord. Those of you out there who root for a different college football and college basketball team, you bother me. All right? That's all. That's all. That's a nice way to put it, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People, hey, why don't you root for this thing? No. I'm still, honestly, I'm still angry from Tuesday. I don't even love the Yankees like that. But you just got to listen to Boston fans all day Wednesday act like they're not a worse version of the Yankees at this point. They're like Yankee light, but more annoying. Mm-mm-mm. Anyway, sorry, what happened? I just blacked out for a I minute. like when you I'm get sorry. it off your chest, man. I was, I was, I, you know, I'm going to step back and just give you, I, 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 you know, I'm all for you expressing yourself. Uh, Steel City Champ said he's cool, uh, you know, with with other fans coming to Hinesfield buying a product like the Terrible Towel. It's a part of the experience. True fans know the history of football. I respect the Cheesehead purchase, Arthur Motes. Thank you. Ooh, Thank you. I like. I, I'm surprised no one's really come at, after you. I'm grateful. So our buddy Jay in New Hampshire, New Hampshire, as Tunch would say, absolutely, uh, Steeler Rocker, uh, is asking me about Aaron Rodgers, right, and says. Uh, you know, wouldn't you rather move forward? Would you really want Aaron Rodgers for two years when we are going to respectfully be rebuilding? I'd rather see a young talent come in uh, like young Ben and move forward. Uh, I don't think the Aaron show would help us as the whole and the offensive line still needs to improve. Here's my thing. I, in theory, because we've talked about this before, like the exciting thing of coming to the end of this Steelers era, as weird as it is, that over half of my life the team's quarterback has been Ben Roethlisberger, it can be exciting in a way, too. Like, ah, what's next? Right. But I also am not naive enough to know that eh, the New York Jets fans have been asking that for a long time. The Cleveland Browns fans were asking that for a long time. Jaguars fans, right? Think of how many teams in the NFL have struggled to find quarterbacks. And I'm not talking like... I know that, you know, Ben was the first first round quarterback that the Steelers had taken in a long time. That whole carousel of a dozen quarterbacks between Ben and Bradshaw, 
they didn't place an onus on the position. But I would rather have the sure thing, the three-time MVP, while I still think this Steelers team has a lot of weapons, Najee Harris is only going to get better. The defense can still be very good. You address the offensive line in the draft, maybe a little bit in free agency as well. I just, I don't know, Motsi. I I think we all, it's like the head coach thing. Because the Steelers have successfully replaced their head coach, mm-hmm. we just think that uh, you oh, can, fire, can, do that. You can yeah. fire Mike Tomlin and the next guy you bring in is going to win a Super Bowl and it's because that we that's what we did from Noel to Coward to Tomlin. And then we're going to say that that person won it with Tomlin's players. That's how we pay homage. Absolutely. You know, you, you might uh, – the, the green to, to, to keep this in Green Bay for whatever reason, all these conversations keep coming back cheesehead. All roads lead back to the cheese. Just because you went from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers doesn't mean Jordan Love is going to be the next great thing. Yes, it does. You don't know until you know. Yes, you do. 50%. That's it. 50% of first-round quarterbacks in the NFL – end up having nine-plus-year careers. You and that's for, just nine-plus-year careers. You said first round? First round. What is that? 50% of first-round quarterbacks have mm-hmm. nine-plus-year careers. And remember, that's just not – like, Mark Sanchez would fall in that category. He would. Okay? <laughs> Those Andy are not Dalton franchise would, Andy Dalton guys. would yeah. fall in that category. And, hey, Andy Dalton's a professional quarterback. I don't want to make no, it he seem, is. Yeah, he definitely is. But he's not Ben Roethlisberger. I would agree. He's not, you know, Herbert or Burrow or, or, or one of these young studs. He's not Dak Prescott, although Dak wasn't a first-round pick, so not the best example there. But I just – I don't know, man. You can get caught on that qu- quarterback carousel for a long time, and I still think this defense, Motsi, can be elite. for As long as they got TJ and Minka and, and some of these other young guys continue to develop, you get Stephon Tuitt back, hopefully next year ready to go. I don't know, man. I just – I think I'd rather take my chances on the th- – I know he's going to be 38 years old. It's not like Aaron – but honestly, too, I'm just I'm just rambling here. While I like Moe's it, though. I like when you do that, man. It doesn't even necessarily – it's not just Aaron Rodgers. Like, give me – if Russell Wilson wants out of Seattle, really, after this year, too, give me Russell Wilson. Yeah, I'll take him. My thing is I just didn't realize that Rodgers is considered old now because – I always kept hearing that Ben isn't considered old because Brady well, played no one in his was 40s. considering Ben old until about three weeks ago. Yeah. So now all of a sudden, why does that make Rodgers have to be old when Rodgers isn't playing like he's old? Rodgers coming off an of MVP season is still looking very good. <sighs> I would agree. It's just interesting. It's I would just agree. Interesting. What else we got in the Twitter.com, though, man? Corey tweets us and says, uh, Ben is in his what we all think final season. The answer after Ben is not in-house unless a Kyler or Lamar clone is going to come in and make this offensive line look way better uh, and start executing better, then why would you bench Ben? Hey, I listen, I'm, I'm in that, like, I, I, I do not think that benching Ben, I, I, I do not think that Mason Rudolph would have a, a ton of more success. I don't. But I also know that Mm-hmm. We're not there every. I mean, we're just we're not there every day at practice. We don't know what the coaching staff is thinking. We don't know what Matt Canada is thinking. I just ask myself though, what point do you say this is never going to improve? And sometimes, <laughs> and then there, then the right. conversation becomes: Do you just bite the bullet because Ben is the future Hall of right. Famer? Because Ben is is that guy, and you just let him call the shots? That's the old fan adage. Mm-hmm. We're. And you know what stinks, Motsi? We about to have these same conversations with some Pittsburgh Penguins here next year, too, as well. Do your guys who have won championships and have been one team players their whole career, do they? Maybe that's. I want your tweets on that. Mm -hmm. 
I'm sorry, Arthur Motes. I'm really taking over these last five no, no, minutes. No, no, no. I apologize. I love it when you get like this. But baby. I want your tweets on that. Like, do yes. you think that the athletes like Ben Roethlisberger, Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin deserve to call their own shot? Or if it's what's best for the team, you know, it's what's best for the team. I'd be interested to know that. I would Bro. as I step all over Arthur Motes' toast. But no, I like that. And I would, I'm interested to know that as well, man. But with that being said, hit us up on the Twitter.com at TheBody52. TheBody. And at Wesley Euler. The good and when we get back, man, we're going to go back to those tweets to hear about that. And we're going to discuss the things that we like and don't like about this Denver Broncos team. Bang, bang. So with that being said, this is Arthur Motes and Wesley Euler on Steelers Nation Radio.